This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody, welcome off the Rackham Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is a show where we take the books from last week, recap them, review them, let me know, let you know what we thought about them, and then give your recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. That's yeah. it. That's you, the show. You know it's funny, I knew you were going to start the stream, it just happened literally so quickly. I know. That I did that on purpose. I, oh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're going to be taking some new books, and we're going to be talking about them. Uh, we're also going to recommendations for books that are coming out. Uh, I'm excited about those. I have like one. I saw at least two. Yeah, I have a couple. But they're, but it's not like breathing new life into the industry like I was hoping it would be, you know? I, I want to recommend something exciting, something new, something like bold. We'll get there. But yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, so yeah, uh, before we get started, of course, we want to thank you all for watching the show live. If you are watching live, you have an opportunity to sponsor today's episode. If you want to keep the loot crates and all the mattress recommendations out of these kinds of shows, the best way to support us is by using Super Chats. And the best thing is, you also get to ingratiate yourself into the show. All you gotta do is leave a question or comment in the Super Chat, and we will read it here on the program. And uh, that way, it's a little bit of give and take. It's not a, it's not just you just giving us money. It's also uh, you giving us a little bit of yourselves, and then we it into the show so you'll be there forever because i don't do any more any work when i convert this show into an audio podcast which you can find everywhere audio podcasts are downloaded you just gotta look for the show elseworlds exchange which is our other live show i just don't pay for two live shows to be hosted so they're all one show elseworlds exchange and off the rack but uh here on youtube two different shows <laughs> This is the only show where you'll find uh, Tiffany reviewing comics on the live, unless it's somebody asking you to do so on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comicpop. Follow her Tuesdays and Wednesdays to watch her play video games and chat with you. Uh, yes. Also, you may be noticing Tiffany's fetching t-shirt. This is a uh, parody tee that we worked out. You designed it. It's uh, called the DC Bloodbath shirt, and it is uh, super fun. It's in our Public store. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comicpop. All links that we are referencing are in the description below this video if you're watching the show on YouTube live. So, that's it. Yay! Well, that was a great show, everybody. Yeah, thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> so, uh, Brian Rowland says, The best way for Death Metal to save face would be to wipe out every version of the Ghostmaker out of the multiverse. You guys rock. Yes, we will be discussing the Ghostmaker as his origin, more or less, was revealed in the last episode or issue of Batman. So we'll be talking about Ghostmaker. If you have, uh, if, if you are a collector, which I ma imagine you are, you may also collect uh, appearances of us on podcasts. And if so, you probably checked out my episode of Absolute Comics with Benny the Comic Storian, where we talked to James Tynan the Fourth, creator of. The designer, the, the 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 clown, whatever, and of course the ghost maker, clown hunter, it's clown hunter, <laughs> <laughs> the overrated, the underrated, and the who gives a shit. Uh, but we talked to him for a good hour and a half about uh, about all kinds of stuff. He also launched a uh, horror anthology magazine. Yeah. That we ordered for uh, for posterity. We're excited to check it out. And for when. Me. When it comes to us, we will be reviewing slash discussing it on the show. We are? I think it'd be cool. Nice. I'm down. Let's yeah. do it. So let's do, let's do that later. Uh, for now, let's talk about stuff. Uh, I read uh, Deceased Hope at World's End number 13. This is a 99 cent digital exclusive series written by Tom Taylor set in the Deceased Volume 1 universe. That is to say, the timeline of Deceased from... Uh, the, the the unkillables and the first volume and I believe whatever the hell the one with where where uh, Mister Miracles in it. 
Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's like the first chapter of Deceased. Right. Uh, so that, uh, you know, it, it's still rolling out. There's, of course, the sequel to Deceased is here. Uh, that's another book which we did talk about and review. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, at first I want to mention Deceased, Hope at World's End, which is a digital exclusive show or series that uh, it's smaller, a little shorter, which is why it's only a buck, that uh, kind of like just encapsulates what was happening between the pages as you were reading the first volume of Deceased. It's fun. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it gives Tom Taylor an opportunity to do what he does best, which is give authority, uh, agency to characters that, like, nobody remembers or cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get, a, you get a real moment for Wallace West. You get some, some, some heroic movement, moments for the Pied Piper and Wink. Uh, you get to see Lex Luthor actually stretch that big brain of his before it gets blown out of his skull in the first volume, Spoilers for Deceased. <laughs> Uh, you get to see Wonder Woman actually being heroic before she becomes a monster. Again, spoilers for Deceased. Uh, there's there's a lot of fun in this book. This issue in particular was, uh, I think, justification for putting Lex Luthor in Deceased at all mm. and then wasting him and not doing anything with him. Like, okay. this actually is, it's fun. And, it, and it's also, of course, like, it plays on a couple of tropes. It plays on a couple of, like, things you remember. That's what Tom Taylor does best. He's like, right. hey, you remember that thing that you kind of like? I'm going to pay that off. Okay. Uh, so, you know, like le- like Superman and Jimmy Olsen basically trick Lex Luthor into solving the problem that they have, which right. is, like, you know, we're besieged by the anti-life. Uh, we don't want to kill them because I still want to believe they can come back. Mm-hmm. Lex Luthor's plan involves killing all of them. Uh, this, of course, if you've ever seen Deceased on back issues, Ethan was like, why doesn't Superman just fly out into orbit and then just l- heat vision all of them? Right. Obviously, you should have done that. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he would be a lot happier for it. Uh, but, you know, the, the whole book's about hope and stuff like that. It's that kind of horror that I like, where it's like, you know, it's not just macabre for macabre's sake. There's a glimmer of hope, and your characters are not monsters, or if right. they are, they're doing it for the right reasons. Okay. So it's a fun book. I, I enjoy it. Uh, and I'd, I'd complain if it was more than a book, because it reads real fast. Like, it takes five minutes to read right. each issue. Of hope at world's end. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's good. It's good. Check it out. It's a dollar. It's a buck. You know. Uh, DC's Dead Planet. Uh, This is, of course, the sequel series. Tom Taylor, Trevor Hearsene. This is the team that gave you the first volume of Deceased. Mm -hmm. It's a sequel. It's a couple years later. Uh, And it's fine. You know, it's cool. I enjoyed it. I'm not really going to get into too much. Basically, Constantine has a plan. And it involves manipulating all the heroes. And doing some messed up stuff. This is, this is, uh, I don't know if Tom Taylor had gotten the Hellblazer black label gig yet, but it's certainly his, like, this is what Constantine would do in the main universe. You know, like, forget what Dame's time in the Force doing, forget Ram V. This is what Constantine would be like in the main DC universe. He'd be wheeling and dealing, he'd be screwing people over, he'd feel kind of bad about it. That is what he's doing with James Tynan and Ram V. Yeah, I know, but I'm doing something different. No, that's the same thing. Uh, remember, it's an alternate universe too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. like that's that is what what John does. Right. It's 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 rather cons- it's rather consistent, but he's less sympathetic. Oh. Okay. You know, in in this than he is in the other. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you are looking for this uh, bloodbath T-shirt, go in the description below this video and grab the tpublic.com/stores/comicpop link. Uh, you'll also just see it'll d- it'll denote like store or shirts. Just click it, and you'll find it. (laughs) And there it will be. 
Hey, not only that, by the way, there's also a number of other fun designs in there. Uh, this Adam West Batman logo, which has a, this is not a design flaw. This is a, this is a thread for my new shirt. Uh, this one, not that one. <laughs> but uh, this is the Adam West Batman logo. This is also in the store. A number of fun uh, other designs are in there, but a lot of our in-house designs. Uh, Ultron 8's Better Father Than You'll Ever Be. This one. Uh, damage Control. Um, we should retire so many. You think? I don't know. Literally, someone bought the Ultron shirt yesterday. Okay. People keep buying. It's our it's our number one seller. Okay. Outside of the comic pop shirt, which you should of course buy. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I uh, would hope so. Yeah, but it's good stuff. Like everyone gets some cool moments. Uh, a character who got justice and like redemption in one of the side series. A character that was forgotten about in the main series dies like in a. Like, oh, that was really messed up that you just killed him like that kind of Oh, okay. Um, it was the one time I thought it was a little mean-spirited. Everything else in this has been, like, anti-Marvel zombies. Right. Which is just misery incarnate. But uh, this is, like, this is the only time I was like, dude, <laughs> he hasn't gotten to do anything in the main book yet, and you just, ah. I don't want to spoil it for you, because it's a brand new series. You okay, know? yeah, 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 but, that's uh, But good stuff, and, and Damien gets some fun moments. It's cool, it, it's cool. And Constantine, it's a Constantine book, for lack of a better term. Right. But so you get to see Dead Man, a lot of other fun cameos in here. Right, uh, right Good right. stuff, but Constantine is true to form, I would say, in okay. the mainline DC universe. Okay. But check it out. That's cool. Um, more people are asking, what's, what size is that shirt? This one is... What is that one? This, uh, I think this is the crew... Long sleeve mm -hmm. sweatshirt thing. I don't remember. It's not a sweatshirt. I think it's just a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, it's a crew long sleeve and extra small because they're mm -hmm. unisex. Right. So right. that's what I've got on. Yeah. That's what I'm wearing, everyone. Yeah, yeah. This is my this is my label. It's my T Public. Uh, my red carpet. What are you wearing? Yeah. Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Tea uh, public. Tea public. Yeah. Uh, Waputo says nothing witty to say from me, but here's two bits. Thank you. Thank two bits. You. I got him. That's Groundhog Day. Ah, cool. Remember, when the guy from the yeah from the Doritos commercial is uh you know. Anyway, uh, let's jump into it. Um, you you want to you want to take over? I should probably take over because I think you only have one left. No, I have I have two. You have two? Yeah, I have two bat books. Okay. Well, um, let's see. What should we? What should we? What should we check in on? I don't think we're ready for X Men. You don't think so? Not yet. By the way, you read all. You read it all, right? Both like of all of whatever X of Swords was? Yeah, there was two of them that came Okay. Out. Good. So I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not even shocked. Yeah. I was so not even shocked. Um, I, I was like, you just screwed up everything. No, they didn't. I read Deadpool. Oh. What? I like Deadpool. How is it? It's Deadpool by Kelly Thompson. Yeah, I know. By Gerardo... Sandoval? Sandoval. This is just... This is like... All right. I, I could... I could see why folk may or may not like this book. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, it's Deadpool going on an adventure with Elsa Bloodstone. And if you're not down for that, then you're not down for that. And that like, is something you are very... We gotta get Kelly Thompson on this channel. Man, I hear she's very... Like, I hear she's a lovely person, but also kind of shy. Which is why I'm like, man, we gotta figure out how to get her on the show. Because you two would get would hit it off. You kidding me? That's a lot of pressure. She gets she gets this opportunity to write it's for Deadpool, and she's like, "I want to write about Elsa Bloodstone and monsters." And it's like, that's exactly what you would do. It's like, "Hey, Tiffany got Batman." You're like, "Yeah, but let's figure out a way we can get ghosts in here, not ghost makers, just real ghosts." Just ghosts. Can I get any Vertigo characters in here? Is that possible? Essentially, listen. Like, if you if you dig that, like 
fun like friendship relationship that the two of them have you're probably gonna dig what's going on right now like literally you know she tricked deadpool into helping her right over on him and they're dealing with that and they're like in another place and there's like Langolier monsters, but not really. Eh, like they're not, not Langoliers. It's not at all. time tire No, they're they're orbish critter esque monsters. Yeah, with just teeth, and they're just yeah, yeah. Like utter blackness. Dude, that's an opportunity to say Langoliers. We're making a right. Yeah, like, put so, another one on the board. I just legit enjoy it. So like that's all I wanted to say was that like I I'm still digging this book, and like you know since Doctor Strange has been canceled, like I'm of course looking for like my witty magical like touchstone to the Marvel universe right totally. now, and this is one of my outlets. So I'm, I'm going to keep reading this book, and I and I still like it, but completely understand it for some folk this isn't the deadpool you're looking for right this is definitely not the deadpool you're looking for. yeah that was the jedi mind trick yeah mm. <laughs> mind tricks don't work on me all right only comments all right all right you that was bad <laughs> that was bad what do you want me to be huh <laughs> all right am i racist or not <sighs> Um, I also, I'm not, for some of these black label books, I don't want to like go too deep into them, but Mm -hmm. I, did you read this? No. I read Hellblazer Rise and Fall book two. I bought this for you. (laughs) Yes. This is the penultimate issue. Yeah. It's like the only, it's, isn't it amazing how like most black label books are three chapters and then for no reason Wonder Woman Dead Earth, four books. Well, yeah. I remember buying issue three and I'm like, here we go. And then I'm like, what? Yeah. Three seems to be like the one that they. That's the magic number for them. That's the magic number for them. Um. This is my second favorite Hellblazer book that's out right now of the two of them. Oh, yeah. Well, there's only two. There's only two. So, yeah. You could also say it's your least favorite. I don't want to say it like that. I don't think that's very It's your positive. second favorite. It's my yeah. second favorite. It's right. Because sp- technically, Size Barriers is still... Still going. Going. Still going. And that one is One my, more issue? That is my favorite. Yeah. Again... Oh, so they both have one more issue. Oh. And then there won't be any. Great. Thanks. There'll be more. Constancy. Let's... Like, <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny Constantine is coming. Ah, get out of here with that. Um, this is written by Tom Taylor with art by Derek Robertson. Yes. I always want to hit that A because it's not Derek. No, it's Derek. Derek. Um, this just continued the story from last time about, like, you know, Constantine when he was, like, a little kid and, like, there was a little boy and, like, he drowned and, like, Constantine summoned a demon and that demon went inside, the, like, the little boy and now the little boy is back with the demon inside of him and, like, they're dealing with this, like, mystery, not mystery and, like, the devil shows up. Yes. But it's, like, is it's like yeah it's lucifer yeah but but it's it's not the lucifer from like vertigo it should be right but it isn't because it's black label but that's just vertigo because and if you and if you say otherwise then look at the fact that sweet tooth was published under black label this week right this past week which was a vertigo that's vertigo i guess because not doesn't have the dreaming on it i don't know Uh, yeah right because like Look, the Sam reality is, universe, I should say. DC has no effing idea what's going on or how to keep anything straight, such to the point where they're like, maybe we just throw continuity away. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like I, their I, whole like it's just it's just what's their corporate strategy? Uh, it's just a bunch of ass. Right, right, right. And like this is like this is fine. Like literally, like um John has to work with the devil. Right. And, like, he walks around with them and, like, hangs out. And, like... Yeah, it's, like... There's, like, a humor to it. And, like, it's still trying to be, like, grim and gritty. And that, and that's absolutely fine. Again, my biggest issue with John is that, like, this John, the way he's written, I don't read in an English accent like I should. Yeah. Like, I just read it. You know I've what I mean? I've seen that version of Constantine before where it's, like, you don't hear it. Yeah, I just I just don't get it. And, like, he definitely says some things where I'm like, oh, oh, there's... Oh, that's an English slang. John. Like, yeah, he there said oi or, like, bugger. And you're like, oh, okay, I and know what said, you're saying. He's got some other things that I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, that's, like, it's, like, a it's a fun little hole there. English, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, 
well, I'm I'm really interested to see what the third issue has for us mm-hmm. because I think if they can stick the landing, I think this is will end up being a fairly solid story. I think one okay. that a lot of people will enjoy reading. But if he can't stick the landing to something that seems so like kind of simple, it's and almost straightforward. too straightforward that like I'm expecting the other shoe. Okay, you know what I mean. But I don't know what that shoe is going to be. Taylor's good at those kind of misdirects, so let's hope. Yeah, he can... like like the like the element here is that like this demon that like was like stood up to, like to to the devil and like they had a fight and of course he won and then like he put him in a like a cage someplace and that demon like diminished and diminished and diminished and almost essentially faded out of existence when little like the friend of john's like little johnny constantine like legit summoned him and so right. he's like it's really your fault and then the demon like came back and he stole lucifer's wings which i was like didn't lucifer <laughs> but um but like, that's, like, why the devil has a vested interest, and he has, like, a fear of this demon. And, like, John's like, I don't know why. And so, like, there is, there's, like, something there, and, like, you know, you're dealing with John's history, and, of course, the fact that, like, if you know John Constantine as a friend or an associate, your life is always in danger. Yes. Simply, or probably over. Yeah, simply by being associated with him. And, and so, like, we're definitely seeing elements of that in this book. But, like I said, it really just comes down to me to, like, the voice of John. Just... I, I don't know if it's just because I'm reading another Hellblazer book right, right. now. Right, and it's like, it, it, they're two very, I assume from your descriptions, that these are very two, two entirely tonally diff, disparate So, so different books. from one another. And I'm not, like, for me, one is stronger than the other, but that's by preference. Yeah, and and, that's, but that's they're more, not even trying to do the same thing. Right. They're just using the same character. Yeah, so like for me, that's a subjective call as opposed to an objective call. Like, I'm saying subjectively, I like the Spurrier book and I think it's stronger. Yeah. So like that's the tone I wish was in here. Do you wish that the Spurrier book had the format? Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, I do. Okay, because because I, I feel do. like because having seen most like not all but most of the black label books have the oversized format, and I think that some of them benefited and some of them were just kind of like arbitrarily chosen for said format. And I was wondering if the format itself, because you're a big design person, that like you know maybe just by virtue of it being big isn't necessarily you know, conducive to think, telling a, a cohesive story. I think it has more to do with, sh- like, showing off the art. And, like, for a lot of that book, like, I love Aaron Campbell's work yeah. on that um, so much. And mm-hmm. I would love to see it larger and, like, like you know, just in that big format. However, it seems like they do prefer to do this binding on, like, a smaller run mm-hmm. as opposed right, to, like... Right, only three issues. Yeah, they're, like, Constantine or Hellblazer is 12 issues. Could have been longer. Yeah. So, like, they may not have wanted to commit to, commit oh, no. to that. No, yeah. Um, I'm not suggesting it would have even been an option. It's just kind right. of like, you got this opportunity. You, you have two very different Hellblazer books. One is a comic book series. The other was a, like, prestige format, independent, like, kind of, uh, on its own book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, there it is. Um, like I said, if you missed this, because uh, I actually forgot to even mention this last week. Yeah. No, I did. I did mention no, this. No, you did, yeah. Never mind. I totally mentioned this now, last I, week. I forgot it was there. I just literally, when I was in the shop, right. I saw it on the shelf. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, grab. yeah, yeah. So, but I know for a lot of folk, they really, really like this hit and the resonated with totally. them. So, I hope you got your, your second issue of it. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. If this came out in, like, let's say 2000, would it be stronger? Um, I don't know if it has to do with that, or like I said, just the fact that I have an option right now for like two different Hellblazer. That's true. Um, if this was the only Hellblazer book, maybe you might have. Yeah, I might be like, oh, cool. But like, there's just something about his voice yeah. for me. Mm. Uh, Danby 900 likes Dead Planet number five. Uh, the moment with the certain staff was awesome. Love the character interactions. Happy to hear it. 
Uh, thank you very much for your support. Rusky number one Bloodstone was in her Jessica Jones book too. I think she wants to write a Bloodstone book. <laughs> that's fair, and I think she knows that no one's like that's not gonna sell. Not that no one would buy that because I would buy that, but I think for sure yeah. she's also safe in using her because no one else is using Literally her. Literally, no one's so going to complain. She doesn't have to worry about what's going on in continuity with that character. So yeah. I, it's kind of smart. Yeah, you know, it's kind of smart. Yeah, uh, somebody uh, wa- we recommended a crossover last week. Yeah, and uh, I had been hearing stuff about crossover. Like for a while, like if yeah. you if you're plugged into social media or if you follow creators, uh, Donny Cates has been hyping it. Image has been hyping it. And I've yeah. heard I've heard a lot of things. Yep. I've heard much hype for crossover, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that only because I when when I when I went into the into the other verse, the you know into the internet to find opinions about crossover. A lot of people were like their opinions were colored by the concept of like the hype. Uh, I, I heard a lot of allusions to Watchmen, not in, not after the fact, all lead up right. that it was going to be like this really, really crazy thing. It, and and it, it definitely seeped into my like consciousness, my, 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 my collective awareness of it. Because when I saw it on the show, I'm like, wow, there are enough copies. And like, mm-hmm. there were variants and I like considered buying one just to kind of like, because of that collector in me, I'm like, this is, this is rare. Like I'm here at 11 in the morning this is going to be gone by the time I'm out of here. Right. Like, and uh, so, yeah, uh, it's written by Donny Cates, art by Jeff Shaw. Of course, this is, this is the guy who drew God Country as he well, right? Like, no, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. No, it's the did. same team from God Country. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and so, what do you think? What did you think? Uh, it ain't Watchmen, baby. It ain't even, like, that exciting. Like, when you read the image books that blow your mind, yeah. like the cover implies, uh, they're, you know, they're usually kind of like quiet, like they're little bombs that, you know, where you're like, oh, that didn't, like, you, you know, you take a bite and then you realize like, oh, I've eaten a hand grenade. Like, I didn't realize, you know. <laughs> this, this is very much a love letter by Cates to the industry he loves Yes. Right? He wants to say something about comic books. And I think that that is very lovely and commendable. And I think that Donny Cates is a very kind and generous person who has an opportunity, because of his success in the mainstream, to use this opportunity to build hype about an independent comic book that celebrates the industry and hopefully will permeate into the collective unconscious to get people excited and talking about comics because this is an independent comic about mainstream comics. Yes. And that's kind of cool slash cute. And I appreciate that. And unfortunately for me, I think the cover's the best part about it. That cover is so bombastic and awesome. Right. I, just, it, I love the design of the logo, of the title. I like the I like the, the implication of the cover. And, and I think that the... That the uh, and and I've heard some hype about it that implied like that there was there was a lot going on, like there was a lot of like work into this. It's not just that like the team because I heard very little t- like about the guys from God Country are doing another book. Right. That was that's what should have been said. In this, I heard things like that there were deals struck, like that maybe this is a crossover that like s- the major mainstream characters will appear in this book. Right. That kind of thing. Like Joe the Barbarian kind of shit. Okay. Okay. 
Now that being said, George Lebert Burying was vertigo, so they had the opportunity to do that. But that's like a kind of unprecedented thing. And Kate's, of course, has been on record along with Scott Snyder and a number of other creators about how much they'd like to see Marvel and DC crossover and, you know, want to get the, the gears kind of moving mm-hmm. on that front. So I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they used their clout, the team who made God Country, to make that happen. But the first issue is just a TV movie pitch. Which I'm not really interested in. This? Yeah. I guess I should have gone first. Okay. Not just because I was like, I'm like... That was, for me, I don't have much to say. I'm, I'm like happy about that. Right. But I, I just, I 100% disagree okay. that this is a TV pitch. 100% okay. disagree with that. Because if you're writing a love letter to the comic book industry, you're not writing a TV pitch. Right, right. So well, I, I you think, can't have both. Well, I think you're clever enough to turn it into one. I don't think, I don't, I don't think, I do not think this is a TV pitch. I think this is literally what like, he said. This is what he wants to, he's yeah. just like, no. And if, it, is, if it becomes a TV show, all the better. But I like, don't, I don't. I, like, I'm, and I, I know we're, like, we have acted very jaded towards that, about yeah. how, like, you know, we think often that's what, like, writers and, and creators are doing at times. I didn't get that impression from this book. Okay. That said, I do follow Donny Cates on Twitter, and so my feed was just... I mean, like he's pimping out his book. He's, he's, yeah. he's I don't gotta, follow him on Twitter, so I have not chill. seen much of it. But yeah. even then, I've seen a lot of like. No, no, it's it, it's runoff. true. And like, so I had to really go into this like clearing my mind. Yeah. Because the fact was like this was overly hyped, and like people are excited about it simply because Donnie Cates wrote it. Yes. Which is not the reason to get excited about a book in a way like it is exciting like listen we all have our creators that we're always going to grab we're going to try something out we're going to read it some people are just like i don't care like what anyone else says like i love every single thing that someone writes yeah but like i think that you should always approach especially an independent book from a perspective of like i may not like like, neutrality yeah of total neutrality because the fact is especially with independent books and independent stories there's a way in which things are going to connect with you yeah. that other things may not. I really enjoyed this book, but I didn't get the same feeling and connection I did when I first read God Country. Right. When I read the first issue of God Country, it was a very different experience that I had than the first, reading the first issue of Crossover. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, God Country, there was something there that like just resonated with me. Yes. And, like, from the get-go. Yeah, from the get-go. But that may not happen with everyone else. And that, that again, that's that subjective view. Yeah. There's just something yeah, there yeah. that, like, struck me. And I was like, ooh, I'm in. Yeah, right. And, I mean, I'm still in. I still want to read this. Like, you had talked about this a little bit with me before I even read it. And I still, I took everything else and I just threw it out. No, I, at my, I, I tried very no, no, hard no, no, not I to say, say much. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want anyone to think that, like, you know, I, I let, I try not to let anyone else color my opinions as I'm reading these books. So, like, I just read this book. Yeah. And, like, I thought there was a lot of really cool stuff in this book. And, mm. I, and I think there was a story there that at the end of the day, I'm probably going to enjoy when all is said and done. Yeah. But like, I, I think in terms of like the idea of like it being like a Watchmen book, I don't think of it as in terms of like a, it's not I, about a, like a deconstruction. I'm not thinking. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, it is a deconstruction. It isn't. It isn't. But like, I, I'm thinking of it in terms of like, people are going to be able to look back on this and like, see what was going on during the time period. Mm. And I, I think there's a lot of like criticism critique and also like you know praise for comics the industry comic book companies totally fans you know what i mean oh, like yeah. detractors he's saying a lot he's about saying the industry a lot, and i and i think that there is something there but like we're gonna have to wait to see what that is yeah and uh, when more issues come out sure um 
But like I said, this just didn't strike me. Right. Like some of his other work No, did. yes. Like I here. actually had a more like um, reaction to Baby Teeth. Yes. Than I did to this. But like Baby Teeth was like finding something. There yeah, was like that, that was experience. Like yeah. that was, and that was sent to us. Like someone was very kind and shared that with me. But like that was a discovery. And so like there's a different sort of feeling you have when you just find a book and you're like, oh, quietly read this, which I think a lot of folk did. If, if they weren't following folk on social media, they, they may not have heard about this. So they did have that. Yeah, and experience. I hope so. And like that's cool. Yeah. Um, I will read issue two. Mm-hmm. I will like continue this for a bit just to see where this goes. Totally. Because like, there's some really cool stuff happening, not only in the story, but in the art. Yeah. Like, in which, like, comic book characters are depicted versus, like, their reality characters. Like, yep. I'm like, this is cool. This is very cool, and I and I, and I really want to see this explored. Yeah. And so, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think because I live, you know, we live the industry, and we, 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 we talk about it, and we critique it, and we comment on it, and uh, in some expe- aspects, we work in it. Um seeing a book about the industry through the industry is like almost a little redundant. It feels like, Oh, like, yeah, I know, you know, but like, but there is something in there. And I think it's like, you know, it's, it's a love story and you're like, sure. Everything is, but then it's like, that's the human component of the thing. Like you can't just make a book that says, you know, if you make epic events every summer, it's going to destroy the world. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, I, like you can't just say that. That's not I, enough. That's see, like a webcomic or, right, or right, a tweet. Right. That's not a story. See, I, I, and I, this is why I think that the like idea of calling it like a Watchmen style story could, there could be some truth to that. Because yeah. it's like, I had a different read on it. Right. I thought like what he was saying was that like, you know, comics themselves and pop culture itself has an effect on the world. Yes. And like, it will like, it has the potential to change the world. Yeah. And like, he's really also talking about the power of the independent story as well. Like he's just talking about like the power of like the, the main two, the main yeah. two and like, you know, the hope and stuff like that. But then when he really dives into like what happens to Marvel and DC in the wake of all yeah. of this and how like they do become like, like they just like propaganda. Yeah. And like, by the way, that is another place in where you're like going to see that Watchmen like connection is mm-hmm. like where comics went after yeah. the event that happens in this yeah, where it yeah. turns into like it has to be about cowboys or it has to be <laughs> about um i can't remember the other op like yeah i don't remember yeah but like it, it can't be about superheroes and capes and stuff like that and like villainizing them and like we've seen all of that like in terms of like not only like in comic books but we've seen it like people talk about like like marvel movies dc movies like they've had enough of superhero movies it's right. ruining this it's, it's ruining, ruining the that. industry you know what i mean you know, like ruining theaters we, yeah we see him talking addressing the fact that like you hear detractors saying that the industry is dying yes and like for him he's like no it's not and like so i'm i am hoping that, that this is a message of hope and love yeah and like, oh it is it, uh, an admiration is. of yeah. like not only the industry that he's a part of but like the people who read that and partake in it so yes yeah it's a good book. I'd say there's a, it's an interesting book and there's yeah. something there, but I do think there was, for folk who were like seeing a lot of like chatter about it, like yeah. this could have been overhyped mm-hmm. for something that could be something that is like just thoughtful. Yeah. It's funny. We don't live in a world where there can never be a Watchman again or a Sandman again because of the nature of fandom and the nature of social media, unfortunately, like crossover could have had an effect like any other bombastic, you know, genre change, bending industry changing title, Mm -hmm. but fans can 
immediately become jaded within a couple of months because of their access and the like you know the accessibility of comics the you know ubiquitous nature of you know the the, the character stories like if you want to know what the what the best batman spider-man captain america daredevil moon knight stories are there's some fat guy with a goatee on YouTube who's going to give you a top 10 list and you don't have to go and look for them or discover them for yourself. You could just create this whole little like quest for yourself that literally requires you to move not an inch. You just oh, those are the those are the ones to buy. Boom 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 boom. Read them. Oh, they're not as big. They're not as great as somebody told oh, that guy said they were. That's lame. They're lame. Ah, like you know what I mean? Like, it's just, so I, it's unfortunate that like it doesn't have an opportunity to be the thing. I think it's changed and things are, are different yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and so in, in the way in which we discover those books that will have those effects on us, yeah. will, it's a different journey. But right. I think at the end, it's still possible. Yeah, no, it is possible. But it, I think it's there's more work that needs to be done, and there's more like deception you need. Like if anyone is a Batman fan, it's like, mm -hmm. well, I'll read Dark Knight Returns. For many people, Dark Knight Returns is like their first Batman story, which is right. absolutely not their first Batman. It should not be their first Batman story. And so as a result, like, it lessens the impact of that story. And, and and use that example on every one of your favorite characters or every one of your favorite, you know, publishing lines. And you will have a microcosm of what I'm just talking about. Right. But like, yeah, uh, I, I think that, like, crossover has potential. Yeah, I mean, and that's, it's, it's up to you if this is something that you're interested in, if it's something you want to wait to the next issue before you, you dive into it, that's totally understandable. Yeah. But, like, don't buy it just because you dig Donny Cates' Venom. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe you should. Right. Because it is so different. Well, no, and I'm not, I'm just saying, like, don't buy it because you like Donny Cates. Buy it because you like his storytelling. But don't be like, no, 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 no. Like, this has to be great because yeah, this. Right. It can be great, but let it be great because it's a great story. Yeah. Not because... Or don't say it sucks or it's overhyped just because you're so ill-informed. <laughs> you know, like, I've heard, I've heard two books are the worst thing or the lamest, most overhyped thing, and it's Three Jokers and Crossover. And it's like, okay, Three Jokers is a, like, master class in art. Uh -huh. So, like, I don't care what you think. It's... It deserves to exist by virtue of its art alone. Like, so that's like, duh. Right. Crossover, there's a germ of an idea there that actually might be more of a full-blown virus. Right. That like maybe was, that maybe I was immune to because of my, you know, constant inoculation of comics. Right. But I think there's something there and and, and it deserves to exist. And it's, the, the thing you mentioned about independent books is like, not only is is what you said valid, but also it's going to be a personal expression. It's going to be more personal for Donny Cates mm -hmm. than his Venom book or his oh, Thor yeah. book. I mean, he could put some personal injection in there, but like editors and whatnot. This is, he's on the hook for these books. Yep. Like he's got to pay for them more yep. or less. Like, so he, it's going to be the most personal true story he can mm -hmm. tell. So you know, uh, it would be cynical to assume it is a TV show pitch, which is what I immediately thought of. I, you and know, I needed to dissuade myself of that theory. That's but, fine. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I mean, for, you know, the reality is they're all fucking There is a TV comment process. that went by and it like, it made me chuckle for a number of reasons. And it, it mentioned the fact that it's like, it's like having, um, I, and I'm going to guess they were talking about Watchmen being like your first comic, which right. for some people it is. It is. And I, that drives me crazy. I'm like, why would you do that? But like someone mentioned that they're like, that's like Evangelion being your first mecha. <laughs> anime and i was like evangelion was essentially my first anime yeah 
Um, but I would say that it less dissuaded me. Like it didn't like set a bar for for Mecca mm. because yes, mechs are in that. Yeah, but, but there's just some that. there's there's so many other layers happening yeah. there. You know what I mean? That like it set the bar for quality. Right. Yeah. As opposed to That's, just being like, okay, yeah. I'll watch anything, or like you're watching Astro Boy. And yeah, then... yeah, yeah. Oh, there's literally a super chat about this. Go ahead. Oh well, we'll just some guy with a mustache says credit goes to Tardisman eighty five for this one. It's like watching Evangelion as your first mecha anime, or Madoka as your first magical anime. Yeah, Madoka is a deconstruction yeah, of the magical need... girl. You can't yeah. watch that and like be like, yeah, I get I get magical girls now. Yeah. No. No, you'll be totally, totally lost. Well, you'll be you'll be disappointed because you'll see Sailor Moon and go like, where's the cynicism? Yeah. Where's the where's the twist? Yeah. What where's happened? the twist? There is no twist. They they have they're from the moon. No, I think that for for me, Madoka is like almost like the Dark Knight yeah. of Magical Girl. Yeah, it, does, like, it wouldn't anime. exist without. The yeah, others. you need that like understanding and that level of like what the the, the notes that are supposed to happen for it to then be turned on its ear. If you yeah. don't have that, then yeah. Um, but like for Evangelion, I, I again, I feel like that's just a bar for me. Yeah. And like, well, and you're not a, you're not a mech. Person I'm not anyway. a mech person. Like you're not a Gundam person. No, anything. the only other mecha anime I've ever really checked out is Big O, and I'm like, is oh that... yeah. <laughs> but is that really? This is the one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he punches other ones. I didn't watch that. Yeah. Show. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, okay. Uh, I guess we could jump into X Men. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's it's talk X-Men about time. Oh, also really quickly, I just want to point out I picked up Strange Adventures digitally, the oh, director's yeah. cut. Oh yeah, I didn't read it. Damn it. I there was no the story I went to doesn't order director's cuts. Oh, it's really cool looking and like it's just the art's uncolored. Like it's just the line art from both of them uncolored and gorgeous looking with like the script. with the script pages in between so like literally you are getting the same book but you're getting this gorgeous gorgeous art with like seeing those like scripts and the panels and like what yeah like the, the direction oh, what he's telling that. like what so there's subtlety there like you know like if you were like what does what does she mean by that maybe maybe king is like here's what she yeah, means so by like that. feel free like again to check that out it's really presented gorgeously like even the script pages they did like a really fun like weathered treatment oh, to the I script like pages and to the art pages themselves and like it's just it's just a treat it's just it's very nice it, it's if it's almost made to feel like it's an old comic you found even if you look at that cover it has like weathering on it yeah. like, it's, just, it's just fun it's just fun nice. um yeah so they, there you go. That's dope. Apparently, based on this, con- like on like some of the messages here, we just have to have like an episode where we just talk about Evangelion. Apparently, yeah. Where's the Evangelion Tiffany show? Because Tiffany is a huge Evangelion fan. You yeah. have all of them. I am like but every like, version of but it. But I'm also like no. Nah. But you're also but you're like no. But all the other versions are garbage. Well, I'm, I'm that person. I'm, I'm sorry. a pure. You're a. I don't know. You never. You've never I, said that. You are a. You are a Evangelion purist. I'm, I was gonna say I'm an Evangelion hipster. Yes. You're like, who? Yeah, I don't care. There's a character in that show you added in that looks like me. Get her out of there. Get out of here. What, what, what the hell's her name? I don't know. Mari. Ma- Someone will fill it in. That's literally how little brain. I yeah, you've like. dedicated to yeah. that. Let's talk about X Men. Yes, there's only two. By the but while you get ready for that, Valentino G says, I'm "Been loving interviews on the channel. Uh, I bought yeah. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, and Strange Adventures just because of the DWJ and Tom King interviews." Thanks for this. Thank Very you nice. for that, Valentino. Yeah, we're having a blast uh, talking about talking to creators. If you didn't watch the Tom King interview that was on this channel, you missed out on some you missed st- out. It's so dumb. So, <laughs> yeah. He was so like generous and kind to talk about that forever. It was very cool. Check it out. And DWJ Tiffany talked to him for a good hour or more, and it was super fun. I did. I did do that. 
Um, so if you were following the Ten of Swords trail this week, then you were picking up um, X-Men number 14. Yep. Um, with uh, written by Hickman with art by you and, and SRR. Yeah. This is part 12 of Ten of Swords. Yep. If you're just reading X-Men, you picked up a book and you're like, what the hell's even happening? Who is that? I don't get no, it. No, I think I think we touched on it in the last. No, but X-Men I mean, but issue. if you're reading just X Men in a vacuum, you're like, I don't know who that. Yeah, well, who that is. It, it, listen, we have a very this entire issue is just Apocalypse talking to Genesis, his wife. Cool. And that's it. Like that's all it is. It's, it's like really trying to set the timeline straight that we kind of learned about earlier about what happened when they went over there. And, like, why everything's so messed up and, yeah. and all of that. And, like, I saw a lot of people saying that they felt like this made Apocalypse seem weak. I didn't, well, she's, well, Genesis certainly thinks so. Yeah, but I didn't get that read from no. from him personally. But, like, I, 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 for some people, they're like, this is not the Apocalypse I'm used to seeing. No, it's not. And I get that. Well, totally get that. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've picked up a copy of any X-Men book put out in the past year. But none of the issues that Apocalypse appears in feature him behaving like the apocalypse you're used to right um he he like maybe hawks at the end when he shows up and he's like i know everything and i'm here like you know what it's just that upwards camera angle of him like that's the last time you will see apocalypse the way you remember right well this is like and like again like it could be that he's playing a long game Mm -hmm. because there's a lot that kind of is like restated for us and also like grown on yeah in which Genesis is like, hey, remember when, like, you know, Okara was, like, cool and awesome, and then the uh, the sword I'm literally holding right now, the Twilight Sword, like... Oh, split, that's the sword? That's Her the sword, sword she has. The, yeah. the one that split the friggin' yeah. place he's in like, twain? He's like, that's kind of important to history. Yeah. He doesn't say that, but that's very much his attitude, where he's just <laughs> like, yeah, really? That's, um... That's that's the sword you're gonna... Okay, cool. Thank you. No, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... She, like, brings up the fact that, like, when they went over there, like, you know, th- none of this should have happened. Like, the world shouldn't have been split in two. Father shouldn't have been separated from children. Husband from wife. Yeah. Land from land. Whatever. So they go over there. A bunch of mutants go over there. Literally, they go through and, like, immediately, like, hundreds of mutants, like, start losing their minds. Because <laughs> of where they are. Okay. And, like, so, like, they, like, lose, like, a percentage of their, of their forces. Immediately. Yeah. She's like, all right, let's do this. When they enter in they see like there's all these like bodies of like the enemy and they're like oh okay cool cool like the, remember that there's a guy literally named the sword um the white sword yes yeah remember him who like is now working with them mm-hmm. is a mutant okay whose power is to heal remember his forces run out every yes. day and they kill off like the beast yeah. and then they die and he resurrects them every day yeah he just lives in like a like groundhog day hell of yeah, like of fighting and dying yep so um, he had like kind of pa- like paved away and like bought them some time so that they could, you know, arrive and do whatever they needed to do. They like begin to like set up their towers. They do mm-hmm. that. You know, some time passes and like honestly, time passes and they kind of start feeling like they can. Maybe kinda, we're doing okay. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing we're doing pretty good. We can we can do anything essentially. Yeah. And um, when remember that 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 prophet comes to them and yes. like gives them like the bad news mm-hmm. and she like the one who's never wrong or never loses no that's her sister oh no this is uh ideal okay idol um who went blind after seeing the future yeah. so she set out on like a like on a war okay she's like let's go and so she goes out there and like ends up at like where the the white sword is and that is her first defeat 
Like, because mm-hmm. he fights them because he's so twisted and damaged from the hundreds of years he's been there that, like, he fights his mutant brethren as though they are the, the enemy. Because yeah. he's like, you are. You all suck. And so, like, that's their first taste of defeat. And, like, it upsets her because that's the hand of her, like, fellow mutant, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, And then, like, you know, her sister had already switched sides at that point yep. and then comes back and she's like, oh, cool, we're gonna win. Yeah. She's back and she's like, yeah, I no. actually need you to come with me. And so she goes to, you know... The forces of evil or whatever. Yeah, it's the, like... The dark... Yeah, I remember, I remember them walking down that, uh, yep. that, that aisle surrounded yep. by monsters and they're, like, laughing at him yep. or whatever. Yep, and, like, the, the being stands there in the Annihilation mask. Yes! And, like, they fight and you're like, she lost. She lost. No. No. She won. And got the mask. Right, because they're necromongers. Right. You keep what you can. Well, she didn't want it. Mm, but she got She things. didn't she know had... that when she won, she'd have to take it. Right. And so, like, she battled them, took their head, essentially, and then they imprisoned her because she wouldn't take the mask. Oh. And so she waited there for years and years and years. And then eventually just put the mask. She's like, all right, I'm Well, done. because without the Annihilation mask, without someone wearing it, the the beasts of Amen mm-hmm. are like crazed and right. like almost come to their full power mm-hmm. and like they're like they're just killing everyone they're unstoppable right like, it's like their their bloodlust is unquenchable and so like they were destroying her people so she's like I need to focus them. so she put the mask on okay and so she's like the thing is what they want is like yeah. everything yeah and so that's what I want now mm. because I've worn the mask yeah okay that's why they're not getting back together yeah he's like oh although he's like i mean really apocalypse wouldn't not want that anyway yeah but she of course is like you're weaker than me well yeah he's he's sad too yeah like and like she yeah because he he doomed her she gives him some crap too about like you know the world he's like he's like no we built something here for mutants and like it's pretty cool and she's like (laughs) oh with like your soft hands uh-huh on soft ground mm-hmm. is that is that, is that what like, you all did? right jeez we yeah get it. it's like look and i and like i think part of it is that like, like is this what i would do to people yeah right Jesus. well i would say that like he's in a position again where he didn't think he was ever going to see this person of course and she has been warring for centuries long, yeah and now she's got this mask on that mm-hmm. like kind of hypes her up a little yep. bit and so like she's a little it's a little cranky mm-hmm. she's, she's a little cranky yeah. he tells her like he's like you can fight this he's like you're the strongest person i know yeah yeah. And she's like I yeah know. she's like no no like no one's that strong mm-hmm. so feeling i wonder if he's not gonna get this mask right and beat it. okay i don't know mm-hmm. to prove how strong he is i can see that right that'd be pretty dope that'd be pretty dope right um that would certainly cause apocalypse if he didn't beat it or if it gave him like clarity would make him want everything and to usher in a new age of apocalypse possibly i don't know but like basically like they're gonna have to they're 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 gonna fight they're gonna fight um they they they, those two are gonna fight they walked with like without their swords they left them and they reclaimed them at the end and then we get like a prophecy okay cool by um idol okay that the, well, it's Idol, daughter of Idol, son of Idol, seer of this generation. Okay. So I'm guessing they're always named the same thing. Sure. And the prophecy is, only under the black moon will the two become one. A white light will judge them, and a red land will see them split forever. And then it just says, make of that what you will. Okay, I will. Thank you. So hmm. there you go. Like, we got a little like, hey, apocalypse is a huge part of the, like, is the, is the reason any of this is happening his wife is back. Let's deal with that. And like, how come like, it's not all cool. Yeah. By the way, you know, when summoner shows up. Yeah. 
like and like uses part that that part of our like uh Araco yes. that comes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when she was imprisoned and she was like, We're losing. Mm-hmm. And like they shouldn't have done that. They sought help and we didn't need it. Right. And so then yeah, like so like that was all happening not with her permission. Right. Part the summoners are actually like a joining of mutants and like the demons and beasts. So there's like there's something there as well. We keep talking about these chimera Chimeras. and like I don't I don't know if we're supposed to like get like the echoing mm-hmm. of like of what you know what the future will hold or not. I don't know, but yeah. like it, I know it, that none of this has anything to do with the powers of X future. So it's like it's funny because people are like you know what what is this? I don't understand. It's like listen, this is this this is the big event during the status quo. Like Moira's not in it. It has nothing to do with Moira. We're 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 not even there yet. This is just the big thing with Apocalypse right now. Yeah. It's just it's just a cool epic story that also is just it's not even a chapter, it's just like a footnote. It's a thing that's occurring during the thing that you're like that they promised in the beginning of the story. Yeah. But like listen, you can go back. Again, we mentioned this before on House of X Powers of Ten. You look at like the many lives of Moira. There's one where she is in whatever her name is. Kind of. I mean, like, she has, like, a lot of the face markings and stuff like that. She's in her, like, a little... Like, it's like, She's like a little apocalypse. It's like outfit. a mini apocalypse But they there, have the horsemen back. They do. Like, with Moira's help, they, I guess, win this war by themselves. Like, Ten of Swords doesn't really happen that way. Right. Right. Uh, and I'm sure it won't happen again when we get rebooted. <laughs> That's cool. What's yeah. next? The next, uh, if you were following, again, The Road, you picked up um, Marauders number 14. We literally just had a Marauders yeah. book. We're picking up Marauders number 14 that has a an image of storm and death like tangoing. tangoing. This was almost the cover for this issue. And when I looked at it, I'm like, no one's going to watch this episode. <laughs> I make this the cover. It was just a fun, I, I thought it was very striking. I yeah. really liked the image, but it was just like, now nah, I'm going to make a Batman. So sorry, everybody. Right, this is continuing the event, yes. like the like what's going on, like with hey, everyone. X Men are in this. You remember the X Men? Do, do, do you remember Wolverine and Storm? Yeah, they're in this. They're in this. They're here. Um, where who's who wrote and drew this? Oh, this one is written by Jerry seen... Jerry Duggan and Benjamin Percy, with art by Stefano Caselli. I like the art in this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, did you check it out? I did. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't read it all, but I did check it out. Oh, okay. Um, this is literally Saturday night throwing a big party right before the event. It's very like, you know. Yeah. Like high society. Right. Like, like you're going to kill it. You're going to slaughter each other tomorrow. But today we'll all dine we as We dine together and nobody fights and it's going to be amazing. Yep. And and, um, and Jim Jaspers is like basically the guy who like caters the whole thing. Yeah. And Rob's like, what? And he's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, like, essentially, it's the forces of Krakoa and the forces of Araco, like, mingling with, like, the, like, aristocracy of... Saturnine. Saturnine. Yeah. And they're using the opportunity to be like, okay. Like, oh. Well, Wolverine... Okay, so Wolverine is pissy. And he has... It's funny, when he initially brought up the reason he was, I was like, whatever. I thought that was kind of lame. But then he keeps talking about it, and I was like, you know what? He's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. He's not wrong about this. Right. Um, no, honestly, um, Magic and Gorgon spend the entire evening trying to look for people's weak points. And yes. I thought that was really interesting. They're like, oh, they favor their right hand or their left hand. Yeah, and, they, and then they run into, um, Genesis's sister. Yes. And the one who cannot lose. And, like, yeah, the they, one who's ambidextrous. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they're like, let's find out, like, what, like, hand she favors. So they both, like, drop their wine. And she catches both of them. And she's like, I didn't spill a drop. Yep. And she's like, how about you? And she drops even lower. And, like, of course, Magic cheats her way out of it and, like, opens a portal. Yeah. And, like, 
the, the glasses fall in their hands again. And they're like, she's like, eh, I, mean, I didn't spill a drop. She's like, that's interesting. Yeah. And like, she's actually impressed with them. She's like, you two seem like the only actual warriors here. Right. And it's funny because Wolverine's just getting drunk. Yes. Wolverine's just drinking. He's got the biggest horn of whatever mm-hmm. he can find. And he's just drinking. And like, he has a real issue with Captain Avalon, who's Brian Braddock. And he's just like, all you had to do was sleep with her. Yep. You had to sleep with Saturnite and she would have given us an edge. Yes. And you, you just wouldn't do it. He's like, no, I have, I'm married. And he's like, God. Like, he's like, you don't see the big picture yeah. here, man. For me, that like also doesn't really fit with Wolverine, though, because he's been married. He knows what loyalty is. Yeah. Like, I think that's like weird. But like, I, right. I initially I did too. I don't think Hickman has a lot of revere for Wolverine. I'm, so, I, <laughs> a lot of reverence I'm sure for not, Wolverine. but like. I'm sure Wolverine's also looking at the fact that you have like a person like Warlock who is not a warrior yeah, there. Yeah, like, people are gonna die. It's, like, it's about like, and like this kid's not coming back. Right. And like just because you can't be like deal with like your your intermarital issues exactly. here, where it's just like this chick just wants to bang you, just let it happen, mm-hmm. and this kid doesn't have to die. Right. Like that's yeah, you're where being I, selfish. I yeah. yeah, like he and like he's also like a little drunk, and he has like the worst plan ever. Yeah, Wolverine has the plan. worst plan, but like that feels pretty Wolverine-y sometimes. Like mm-hmm. Wolverine gets into a group. Yep. That seems to what be what happens. Yeah, like he, he gets just, in the back. And he he, just, he just becomes Worf. Yeah. He's just like, I've got to, hey, I'm going to use my claws and I'm going to stab somebody. Is that yeah. is that a plan? That's my plan. Yeah, I'm going to fire forth on torpedoes. How about that? <laughs> Do you like that? You down? No? Okay. Really out of order. No, we're going to try no. diplomacy. Let's, let's try actually So he tries that. Hey, he talks to Storm and he's like, yeah, so my plan is I'm going to stab people with my, with my claws. Yeah, and she's like, don't miss. <laughs> Meanwhile, Storm has actually been trying to like, just chat with Storm. Storm is super annoying in this book. <laughs> I didn't think so. For me, I was like, Jesus Christ, Storm. Like, she's really feeling her, like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in charge of motherfucking Krakoa. Like, I didn't she's really take, feeling those. She's no, like, finally. Don't forget, Storm has been a horseman, and Storm also received the death tarot, and yes. so she has a fascination with death right now, and yeah. the fact that she just recently died. Yes. Did she die? I thought she didn't die. She, well, she didn't die, but she was going to. Like, she's she like, a, no, I don't want to die. But she had a brush with death and she didn't want to come back. And right. I think having faced death, she realized she's not afraid of it. Right. And like, it's so weird she, because I was kind of down on that issue in which she had to face yeah. death. I was like, that's so stupid because it's like she could just come back and it's like, but she but now it. she can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like this storm has learned from that experience and is okay with it. She's already accepted right. it because she accepted it then. Yes. And so like I was like, I have no problem with her acting in this because yeah. but you had to have read that issue yeah, to get true. that read on her. Yeah, yeah. Um but she's very cheeky with death. Well, yeah, she's like, and he's like, You're not afraid. And like war gives her a hard time, and then like death's like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. What are you doing? Yeah. And so then like inevitably like she's he death is like, are you attracted to me? Are right. we going to bang? Yeah. Cause death could go for that. Yeah, Cause I'm down. I'm in. Listen, like we got, we got all night. Yeah. <laughs> we got all night, baby. That's right. And she's like, no, <laughs> but then like she offers to dance with him. And so like what literally happens on the cover happens in the issue. They actually, they do a they dance tango, together. Yeah. And like, she mentions that like as the leader of the X-Men and blah, blah, blah. Like she has, dance with death forever and like she's learned to twirl about it and like then like so like i don't fear you yeah but i'm also not like attracted to you yeah and he's like oh fair enough okay well then and you're not really death though you're just called that yeah <laughs> true i've met death <laughs> she's mean to thanos <laughs> and she's probably not gonna like the fact that you're taking on that well she, he hasn't been in this realm yeah um anyway dinner served and they all have to go and they all have to like use tarot cards to like find their place and and, and whatever and that's where wolverine really explodes at 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 brian yep. and that that is where the dance happens and then they have dinner yep and like as like 
literally Wolverine is seated next to Saturnine, which is like, I I don't know if that's part of her plan. I don't know because must, like literally is. like that's not where she would have wanted. That's not who she wants to sit there. No. <laughs> yeah, she wants Brian. She wants her or anyone else who can carry on a conversation with yeah, like, not Wolverine with decor. Um, and then Wolverine just loses his mind, pops his claws, and like stabs Saturnine. He's like, that will fix this. Yes. If I kill her, right, the contest is over. Exactly. I she's, no. She's, so yeah. So I'd like to see how they're gonna get themselves out of this painted in corner, but you mm -hmm. know he has a plan. What Wolverine? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was his plan. It's executed. That's yeah, it. Wolverine's done. He's like, I don't want to be in this. I don't yeah. want to, I'm, I'm out. I don't care He's about dumb. this anymore. Swords, I got I got six of them. I got all of them. He doesn't even get a chance to use his sword. He's like, right. We're I'm here with Gorgon. I mean, he and I are bros now, I guess. Which I is know. really stupid, but alright. <laughs> don't forget, Gorgon's got double duty. Yeah. Screw Gorgon. He's got... But he's pretty He's pretty okay in this. Yeah, I know. Like he's, he's yeah, Good for Gorgon. He's working on it. Meanwhile, like, Warlock or a freaking... Cypher. Cypher's like... Nobody likes me. Yeah, that's he, your character, He Cypher. tries to talk to someone he gets yelled at. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. That was him in Asgard Wars. Shut up, Cypher. Shut up, Cypher. Get in the corner. You go over, you go over a weird, creepy conversation with a tree or, or warlock. Don't we all know he's there? Yeah, bring warlock out and have Sinkovich draw him. Like, you know, let's let him be here. Can, how about you go be his sword? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, bam. It's more like a bat. Yeah. So, like, this was actually the first time where I was like, "Oh, this was very much like I'm reading an event." Yes. This is the part of the event where something crazy happens. Yeah. Whoa. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, "All right." Yeah. No, that's fun. Uh, Tevia says opinion on your on the rumor of DC Omni and will repeat DCU era. Uh, there's no information about it, so no. Um, there's a rumor that like DC's going to drop continuity. We don't mm. know. Right. Uh, Super Pooper, a bit random. What's more random is that I lost you. Sorry. Hang on. There, there we go. Uh, do you have any tips for finding the right font for comics or title? Uh, what makes a bad font bad? Well, don't use Comic Sans, I'll tell you that. Don't use Comic Sans. Dude, what, uh, what makes a bad font bad? Um, that love, care, and um, math wasn't put into its creation. Don't go for something that's, like, too super stylized if you rely on something that, like, uses, like, just, like, flashy effects and, and what have you. Like, you're not going to get something that was, like, really solidly created. Pay attention to your kerning. Pay attention to your, like, letter height. Pay attention to readability. If it's not readable, it, it, it's like you didn't it put anything will on be. there. <laughs> well, it's like, it's not worth doing that. If someone yeah. can't read what you put on your book, whether that be in, a like, a word balloon or on the, the front of your book where it's super important, like, literally just don't put anything on it because there's no point. Yeah. Um, like, err on the side of like caution and, and go for something that might seem a little more boring because it will come across as more professional. Because like you'll have gone like the the way of like clean, modern. Yep. You let the cover speak for itself. Look yeah. at Superman, Spider Man, the original Batman titles. Like mm -hmm. the Batman titles have always been a little bit more overdone. But like, yeah, I remember when in the nineties they switched Spider Man's title to the animated series font. Yeah, because there was a show and they were like, let's do some shit. Right. And I was like really pissed because it was just this overly stylized thing. I'm like, no, no, no. Spider-Man's the spider. His font doesn't need to be a spider. Yeah. Like, if you, it, 
People I, like that, by the right. way. But it, it was also like there was some work that went into that logo. But yeah. like, Spider Man was just, it looks like a circus font. It just looks like it's just standard, you know, just the character and if, the, the title or like the, the covers, the the action. Right. I was gonna say if you are feel very comfortable with like design and stuff like that, like feel free to play with the letters themselves. Like feel free to like grab a font and then like break it down into shapes and like you can play with it. If you don't feel that comfortable with it, please don't just vertically stretch your font to make it fill. It ruins the font. It will just break it down and, and become just something that looks wrong. Like yeah. when you do something like that, that's when something feels like not right. That's yeah. right. That, that's, that's not correct. I don't mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of where to find fonts, um, if you have access to Adobe products, there's a huge Adobe like font library, many of which are like ready to go free. You just activate them in there. If you don't, because it's like Adobe isn't necessarily the cheapest thing ever, um, there's a resource online that I'll use at times called Font Squirrel. Um, Font Squirrel is, uh, if you're really, if you're start, first starting out doing this type of thing, they have fonts that are legally free. And so, like, there's a safety measure there, and you can read, like, the licensing they have because you don't want to get your hand slapped for that. I'm not saying they're all, like, the greatest fonts ever, but, like, you will find some things that are totally usable for just, like, lettering a comic book or, like, as your title. Yep. We keep have a very long conversation I know, I know. about Thank this, you. so I'm going to cut myself off here. Uh, Algie Shirai, Go Team Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd be rooting for this guy. Right? Yeah. No, it's it's true. I'm like, no, make it work, man. You and Genesis. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> uh, it's his rom-com. Yeah, yeah. It's very sad. Uh, Rodney Coverdale, haven't been able to catch you guys live. Here's to keeping lights on. Thank you, Rodney. Well, Thanks for thank your support, you. man. Really appreciate it. Uh, and welcome to the show. Glad you could catch us here. Hi. Uh, Script Zach, hey, long time, first time. Even if I disagree with pretty much all of Sal's opinions, New 52 is great. Fight me. Uh, still my favorite <laughs> comic channel. Thank you very much. Well, That's thank the idea. You. We uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're up to Rusky. So Rusky910 says, uh, you'll know when DC drops continuity because you'll hear Bendis cheering around the world. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Bendis needs continuity, man. He uses continuity as like a template to know what to not do. You know, like he's like, no, 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 no. I use the continuity and then I break it on my way up to doing my own continuity. Like it, it's, I just ruin he uses it. it as a stepping stone. Like if it, without, you know, without that rickety stool, like you don't get up on the top shelf, you know? Um, I read this. Uh, it's uh, Tales of the Dark Multiverse is back, baby. Batman Hush. Uh, this is... Who did this? Philip Kennedy Johnson wrote it with Dexter, Dexter Soy on art. I love seeing uh, Tempest Fugonaut is still being used as the narrative bookend for these things. It's so funny. Um, what if Hush was but, but bad? Uh, the main character is actually Tommy Elliott. The idea is that, like, what if... Uh, what if the Waynes and the Elliots were actually better friends than we than they were before? So like, the Elliots and the Waynes were in the alley. Oh. So Tommy and Bruce are like really close, and uh, the Waynes are still killed, but the Elliots aren't, and uh, the the Elliots take in Bruce, and Bruce like snaps, and because he had like people around, he's raised by the Elliots, and eventually he just he they, he goes to Arkham. You know. Oh wait, they're not both shot. No. Oh, I thought you were going there that, like, everybody got shot. Everybody dies. Everybody got shot. Nope, just the Waynes. That's the thing. It's like, it's like, oh, all right. You didn't really do anything interesting, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that, you know, whatever. The the, the, the pitch is uh, that eventually Bruce Wayne becomes, like, the Hush character, but it's kind of bat-themed for no reason. <laughs> and, um... He's like, I just like bats. I just think they're cool. Yeah, but like he doesn't use bat. Like he looks like the thing on the cover, which he's is like, whatever. He's like, I've got rabies. Yeah, but the idea is uh, that like basically Bruce Wayne becomes like hush 
through being like influenced by villains in Arkham. So it's like Hush in that you see all the villains, but like the villains influence Bruce and make him into this character. So he's like, a, yeah, it's fine. You can skip this. Don't, oh, don't bother. Like, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. There's like a whole thing with like Talia and Tommy and whatever. It, there's not a, it's not a lot of great world building and it's not, uh, it's not strong enough to really like be its own thing. Like it's not exciting. It's just kind of like, all right, you made that. You made that. Like that exists. There it is. Yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> uh, ben Florian, first time catching you guys live. Love the channel. Did Hello. you get to read Blue and Green by Ram V? No. No. But thank you for being here and for supporting it. Blue and Green is, is a reference to a, I think it's Miles Davis song called Blue and Green. And I think the book is about a, music, a musician. Oh, cool. I don't know why I, I had such a hard time saying musician just then, but hey, we're back. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my hush. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Batman 102 from James Town the Fourth with art by Carlos Danda and Carlo Pagualian. This is the uh, origin of the Ghost Maker. Who's the Ghost Maker? What's his deal? He seems cool. He looks like a Moon Knight. Wow, Ghost Maker, He's making ghosts. I hate Ghost Maker. I don't, so I don't, I, ghost maker it doesn't flow like the design is it's a what is spider-man and moon knight were the same character maybe, but not arachnite like maybe ghost maker is named like tiny named something is killing the children yeah it's like it i am the thing that i am oh it's like it doesn't matter what it's just a yeah, who, cares? who cares i mean more or less it is i'm the ghost maker yeah. the, the 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 long and the short of it with with this is that like uh you know how, like, Doctor Strange, when he went on his pilgrimage to, like, become the Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah. Uh, there was another guy in the Oath? Yeah. Yeah. Batman has a Nicodemus West. Right. That's it. Oh, yeah. but he's a real dick, though. Yeah, he, and he's, like, better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this book? Um... <laughs> right? so, like, I'm really struggling with this because I think the reason I feel like I'm pushing against it so hard because like the fact is I really do like Tynan I do like his storytelling but again remember what I said earlier you can't just judge the book because the person wrote it yes um, it is just because of the like deluge of like new characters that are being thrown at us yeah Um, and I guess it's like after you do a big Joker story where do you go next you got basically two options you do a smaller villains story yep. or you have to make up your own usually you do a Rachel ghoul story because it's just so different like you go over there right i'm like all right yeah but don't forget crazy new status quo batman's not a billionaire anymore he's a millionaire sure and like lucius won't help him anymore yeah which yeah. i was like oh that's kind of yeah i was like oh but you took his money though well yeah i'm gonna take i'm gonna take that cool that's mine um what well because we're going in a different yeah. Direction there was earlier. an interesting there was an uh so uh, the story is literally like gotham is being built like more or less without batman's like say so and like control so it's becoming this other thing you know like things are being built shit's being done but like it's being something that he doesn't recognize or it's becoming different and uh there's like fallout from the joker war there's like joker gangs now remember batman beyond here's your here's your ticket 
<laughs> you know, and an Oracle, Barbara Gordon's Oracle, and she's like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be Batgirl anymore. But she's like, even... she, but she does say, like, I think it's a fair question. Oh. If you have a character like her who can fill both roles, like, where is she doing the most good? And that's right. what she's struggling with. And yeah. I agree. Like, I listen. Like, uh, someone who prefers her in a chair uh i like that she's there and uh i think she's more interesting and more valuable as oracle than she ever was as batgirl yeah uh, particularly when you created better batgirls but uh you know so she's you know she's oracle in this uh and she's, she's doing her thing and batman is uh you know discovering like that uh that you know there's there's clown <laughs> hunter and there's ghost maker and they're both operating in gotham and you know he's, he's what am i gonna do i mean Unless you read the ending of Ghost uh, or a Joker War, where uh, we saw Batman deal with uh, with Clown Hunter, but uh, all right, let's let's do a PS to that. That's a whole arc where uh, you know where you know where uh, where Batman uh, is, is the the war between Batman and Ghostmaker is for the soul of Clown Hunter, and, and I'm like, wow, two thirds character, don't give a fuck about, cool. Um. But, you know, the Nicodemus West uh, story is fun because it's... I'm using Nicodemus West because it's a Marvel character, but, like, you know, Batman, as he went through his pilgrimage, there's another guy, and he's trying to learn, too. He's learning from all these crazy guys. We see, like, a scene where... A flashback where, like, Batman's trying to force a guy who, who who's good with knives, teach him how to be good with knives, but, like, oh, man, Ghostmaker got there first. It took him. And, but, you know... Actually, like he shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm dressed like Nightwing, or uh, I'm like, uh, like, like Iron Fist now, and um, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna fight you for the right to get this guy as a to to force this guy to train us." Meanwhile, like both of them kick this guy's ass, and he's like, "I'm gonna train either of you." But yeah, like, why would I help either? Why would I help either of you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave and kill both of you. Like, but anyway, they're they're gonna fight, and Ghostmaker might be a little better. He's got the edge, you know. Um, meanwhile, Harley Quinn moved into Gotham and gets her own place. Uh, and, and Clown Hunter's like, well, she's a clown, gotta hunt you. And, uh, and then Ghostmaker shows up, and he's like, can't believe Batman didn't kick your ass and make you a Robin, what the hell? And then Batman shows up, and he's like, I'm gonna fight you, and then they do. No, he wanted to kill him, he's like, I can't believe you, well, he's you, gonna just, kill. you just kill him. Yeah, like, well, I'm just, you know. You like, literally have two characters who are just like, the solution to everything is you just kill your problem. But that's and not that, what Batman wants to do! What a just, dilemma! It's just two different sides like of the same thing. It's almost like he didn't expect to get another issue. Or another like run arc. <laughs> I mean, look, James is a lovely person and he writes really awesome independent books and he does a terrific job with Justice League Dark and uh, I've enjoyed stories that feature Batman that he has written. This is this f this felt like a big fat waste of my time. Well, no. And it shouldn't listen, feel that way. Listen, by the end of this, when Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter forget their differences and join up to become the Ghost Hunters. Right. Then we'll get an awesome show. Where, <laughs> I mean, the, the idea that Clown Hunter would become Ghostmaker's Robin and they become like a twisted killer version of Batman and Robin feels like that's where it's going anyway. Sure. Which, like, doesn't interest me. <laughs> like... There was a part of this that I kind of dug. Like, like here's the thing I kind of enjoyed. Batman being Batman in Gotham, fighting bad guys alone. What a novel concept. Like, that, I kind of, and like, it, the problem is, for me, it has like all the, it has all the, it has all the, 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 the checked boxes of things Sal likes about Batman books. 
You got Batman in there. That's number one. Okay. You got a fun little like parallel. You know what I love? Those those ninja episodes of Batman the Animated Series with Kyoto Ken. You got a little Batman story. He's fighting the ninja guy. You got a Bruce Wayne story. He's fighting the ninja guy. Then we tie them both together. Right. I love those. Yeah. And if you want to make that a comic book, you just sold an issue of a comic book to me. But like, when you're leveraging Kyodai Ken into being an action figure, it's like, eh. And when the ca- the action figure has like a dumbass name like Ghostmaker, it's like, ugh. And when he's overdeveloped and he's the third most overdeveloped character you've created in less than a year, it's like, oh my God, man. Yeah. Like, and and what's 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 more tragic is like finding out that uh, James Tynion the Fourth wanted designer to be Batman and Alfred. Like the idea that the designer was a, was an invention by Batman and Alfred to get into the like underbelly of Gotham's like evil you know criminal un- like underworld. And like yeah. he's like, well, I'm gonna interview you, and I'll just find out what the worst thing you're ever gonna do is. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and I love the idea that like would Al- like Alfred be from his background as being an actor, like playing the designer. Like I love oh, that that's idea. Fun. And so it's like he should be theatrical and dumb looking, but if he's just like a dumbass Moriarty ripoff. It's like well, then he's over designed and stupid. Well, yeah. No, I, I I hear you. I think again for me, um, it's just it's it's funny like. This issue, weirdly, is even though it's like a smaller crime, but not really because it's another person threatening the, the city, which I mean, like, that is really at the end of the, of the, end of the day what Yo, Batman tends to do with it. But like, it feels like we haven't had a chance to breathe. No. And so, like, when you're constantly at this level, I mean, is this the same adrenaline rush of Joker? Probably not if you were actually in the scenario, but the way in which it's written yep. has that same severity and yeah. that same sort of like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That like, it's it's like there's not that effect anymore like i'm yeah. just like okay cool whatever and, and ghostmaker like you know he's like you don't deserve gotham like you took like that's just batman begins where he's like just give me more time and it's like no why would batman ever say that right like, because he's better than him though like no he's not no one's better than batman i yeah and i and i understand that like from a marketing standpoint they needed to drop that this character was there because it, it continues to sell those books but, but it's, it's a like, batman book anyway and i and i kind of wish that like if they were going to put in this new character that there had been like batman's like things are happening and batman's detecting and like solving yeah things. like he's just like this reminds me of. Yeah. This reminds me of. Like, Stretch it out, man. If you if you know you got another couple of issues or thirty issues or whatever, take your time. Yeah, and they're I mean, gonna that, buy it anyway. That could that could indicate, of course, that like this is this is like just a small step towards a larger story, and that like this doesn't really matter. Yeah. Or it could just be well, like a choice that was made in terms of like how quickly they need to turn around a new arc. I don't know. I, I it, don't. It, I don't know. I mean, if this turns into like an epic or some kind of like big story, or like, it's not really about Ghostmaker. Like, there's something else there that this is actually oh, going to be about. I couldn't. I, that would actually, if you want to make me care even less, make it bigger. Oh, I, I don't like, like. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't mean like bigger in scope, but like maybe importance too bad. Oh, like, that would be something fine. else there. Like, like this is just like the. The, the impetus that's going to send Batman down like another road. That might be interesting. Yeah. I, I would probably be more interested in that. Agreed. That said, if it is just like a, like, you know, someone needs to threaten the city because like right now, like Batman's like, he, he we need to keep throwing like curveballs at him. Yeah. You easily could have done League of Shadows. Totally. <laughs> like, like, oh wait, Gotham's in 
disarray. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce isn't as rich anymore. Mm-hmm. Now is our chance. Yes. Now that's like, yeah. Like the League of Shadows taking over Gotham, Talia being there and being like, nah, I know Grant Morrison used me in a big bad way a couple <laughs> years ago and people still haven't forgotten. But like, what about this? It could be, like, it could or Lex be... Luthor wants to take over Gotham or something. You know, sure. something. But like this, I mean, Lex Luthor's Apex Lex or some goddamn thing. But, uh, you know, whatever. Who cares? I mean, the, or, or, you know, because nobody's using him over in Marvel. Justin Hammer comes in. Justin he's Hammer, like, <laughs> he's like, no one's using me. No, I know. You could use any number of characters that are like that. <laughs> I, I, Jason Blood becomes the villain of the arc. He, you know, he's like, I'm gonna use my money and my influence. I'm gonna take over Gotham. You know, why Go- would he do that? Because like, I, who gives a shit? Make up a reason. Uh, it's it, Gotham City's on ley lines, and he's gonna use it to do blah blah blah, exercise demons or take over, it's, send it back into the Arthurian age. You know, something big and cool, but, like, you've never seen that shit before. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Right. All I know is this milquetoast ghostmaker nonsense with Clown Hunter and Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn felt like a different goddamn book. She shows, hey, and I'm in here this book, too. I'm like, no. Like, I appreciate it. I like the idea of, like, I, I, I was not the person who was like, Harley Quinn, part of the Bat Family? Fie. I'm like, no, Bat Family's, like, 30 people in it. You know, they, they can rent a hall. Whatever. Throw her in there. You, you literally can't make her a villain anymore. So you might as well make her a freaking bat character. Why not? But like, and, and I heard the pitch, James mentioned the idea of like, Harley, you know, Harley's going to be like, we work, we work together now. Right. Like, I, so, like I'm, a, I'm Robin. I'm a Robin now. Like not even I'm a Robin, but like we work together now. So like, I'm a, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat girl. So it's like when Batman shows up, like Harley shows up. She's like, Hey, hey and she makes it worse. And Batman's like, Oh my God. And it's like, that's kind of fun. I like that idea. But like, that's the idea. That's the idea. Don't do Clown Hunter, Ghostmaker, Harley Quinn, Batgirl's Oracle. You could, any four of those things could have been an arc. A three-issue arc that would have been a nice palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I remember talking to Snyder a while back and him talking about how he's like, I could do, you know, like, I don't, I'm not interested in telling little stories. Like, I want to tell the biggest, most epic story I possibly can. Like, I could, I could do a baller, two, three-part Mr. Freeze story. I, anybody could do a really cool three-part Scarecrow story. But I'm not interested. I'm telling the death metals. And I'm like, yo, we could use a little Scarecrow story right about yeah, now. we could use like a little, just a little breather. Death metal, three Jokers, Joker War, it's like Doomsday Clock. Like, we need a minute. Yeah. In no, continuity. Sure. Please. No, for sure. And... Nobody is saying that new characters aren't okay. It's just when it feels like a creator is just throwing things at the wall to see what sticks, it makes it feel like those characters weren't as well-developed as they could have been. No, and, 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 like, just there to, like, take up the pages because it was easier. Tynan mentioned that he, like, wanted to introduce Clown Hunter, like, later. That, like, he didn't think he had time... So he just crammed him into Joker War. It did feel like that. They all feel like that. I mean, for for me, I'm like, yeah, I hear you. But like, no. Like, they're not going to fire you. Well, no, but I'm sure... Use him later. He probably didn't know that he would have the opportunity to use him later. And so he was like, now I got to do it now. Right, right. But like, it does feel like that. But it got crowded. It's just too much all at once. Yeah, but like, no one cares. So I guess good for you. Like, the problem is... We're the only ones that think that sucks. Like, Good. most people are like, Bleh, these are awesome. I love Clown Hunter. It kills people. I love Ghost Hunter. It looks like friggin' Ghost well, Hunter. Ghost Hunter. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like friggin' Moon Knight with an well, alien mask. I, I think they're going to be disappointed in Clown Hunter because I think the point of Clown Hunter is to show that that concept is incorrect. I would hope, but I don't think that's right. No, I think he's trying to say, like, there's room for all of it. 
I think he's using clown owner's way to be like, no, Batman's wrong sometimes. Yeah. And like, sometimes you just got to kill some clowns. <laughs> or like, maybe it's irresponsible of you to be Batman because you keep letting Joker take over Gotham. I don't get that vibe from Tynan. That, but maybe I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. <laughs> but like, pick any character. You know what would have been fun? A two-part ventriloquist story. Yeah, I'm always down You know that. who else is in that? There's all kinds of characters that exist in Batman. And it could still be a Batman story. Yeah. The fact is, the the sad fact is, it could have been Batman jerking off for 30 pages and it would have been the number one book of the month. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. So do something quiet for a minute. Yeah. No, it's just, you just need, you need a minute. You need, you, you don't just open the bottle of wine and drink it. You gotta let it breathe. <laughs> you gotta let it breathe. <laughs> I'm not a big wine drinker, so. I'm not either. It's just hilarious like, that but I, I got But I, I was raised by an, by an alcoholic, so. <laughs> Let's jump into the super chats here. Yeah. This book is a waste of time. Don't I don't know it. if it's a waste. I'm not that like venomous on it. I'm just I'm disappointed in what we got out of Tynan right now, and I'm still I'm willing to give it another issue or so. Yeah, personally. yeah. I mean, I'm gonna still read it, but I'm not gonna hate read it. Like I'm gonna try, but yeah. like eventually, I'm just the thing is like with Tom King. Like I remember when we had Tom King on, people were like, "How come you didn't spend the whole time bitching at him about Batman?" I'm like, because I haven't read his Batman run. When I stopped liking it, I just stopped reading it. Yeah. And I'm going to do that with James's too. Exactly. And like, and for those who were just like, how could you do this? And like, they don't know. Well, it's like, no, actually Sal did tell him and he wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> Tom was like, I, I did. Don't care. Tom was like, who? Oh no, a person doesn't like my work. Whatever will I do with my Eisner's and movie deal? Yeah. And my wife and children probably not cry myself to sleep. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Dukin says, so it turns out Marvel has their own ghost maker. He's from the 80s and it's just as well designed as DC's. Ha 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 ha. Uh, that's funny. I didn't know that. That's awesome. We'll have to Google him. Uh, StarkMad91, would you ever do a review of the Brat Pack? You mean like, you mean like the, the kids from the movie? I don't know what that means, but probably not. If I have to like look it up, I doubt it. Would you like to feel like this ghost maker is way better? Yeah. Like the DC one is like... Is cooler? Yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> he, <laughs> he looks like a Ninja Turtles toy. Yeah, he does. He looks like the Shredder's like forgotten cousin. Yeah, he's great. I like this guy. Look at his look at his fun like face on his chest. He's like terrible. <laughs> he's the worst. I bet he makes more ghosts than this guy. Well, that's much worse. <laughs> uh, Rescue number one I don't know how it's possible that I like Tynan's writing so much, but dislike every new character he's made. Right? That's the thing, is that nothing that I said says, James Tynan's a hack. James Tynan's a bad writer. James Tynan's a bad person. Like, James Tynan is overrated. Like, none of those things are true. He's He is a great guy. He is a great writer. He is t very talented, and he's a very creative person who's created some really awesome stuff. And every new character is super lame, and I don't like any of them. <laughs> Uh, just some guy with a mustache. Batman on a budget imagines Batman sheepishly asking criminals to give him back the batarangs he embedded in his bodies. He's gonna hesitate now. I got. Is it worth a batarang? Do I need to throw this? Is or, there a rock around? Can we get a scene? Instead? He gets in a big fight. It's awesome, and then like we get like two panels of him like scooping up all the batarangs. <laughs> He's a millionaire. He's just gonna start bringing actual bats from the cave with him. Yeah. Like like. Like, like Green, Green Goblin, Goblin in that cartoon. Cool. He just throws a pile of bats at you. <laughs> Super Pooper. Tomasi's detective was kind of actually fun and seeing Damien there was bittersweet. Happy that Tomasi writing him again, but he has to relearn it all. Yeah, Aww. that's too bad. Um, I haven't read it, but I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out now. Uh, 
Uh, Justin Kahn with the mustache. Batman was the jizzler the whole time. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. Ha ha ha. And yet, here uh, we are. And yet, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deep cuts. Thank you very much. And I didn't write it. I didn't even put that together when I said that. Uh, Dylan Graham, can I recommend the JMS Spider-Man story? Happy birthday from Amazing Spider-Man 500 for back issues. Thank you guys for a great show like back issues. Well, thank you for watching a show like back issues or off the rack for that matter. Um, yeah, we're getting there. Ba uh, happy birthday is one of my favorite Spider-Man books of all time. Tiffany, you, you're one of your favorite Spider-Man stories. Yeah, time. I can't be on the couch for that one. No, I can barely tell that story because it's so sad. Yeah, it makes me and, I, and I gotta tell you, like as much as I know Ben can keep it together. He might not. I, well, I don't want him to make a fart joke. That's true at that expense, just... yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I will say that's also your pitch for Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Spider-Man Happy that Birthday. Spider-Man Happy Birthday is my pitch for Spider-Man MCU 3. Is just That's how you get Uncle Ben in there. And yep. I think it could be totally earned if you just take that concept and tweak it. Yep. And it's, you can still get yeah. him in there. We'll put it out there in the ether again. It's like he needs to, like, Strange is like, you need to think of, like, the of the, of the person you admire the most. Or, like, yep. the person you care, like, that, like you know, whatever. That means the most that to you. That means the most to you. And he's like, and Strange immediately assumes it's it's, it's Tony and Spider-Man does too. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And Strange's like, just think of him! It's Iron Man! Ah! And Peter's like, I don't understand! Ah! And, then, and like, then, like, he does it and it, like, and it conjures Uncle Ben. And he's like, hey. And Uncle Ben's over. like, hey, it's me. Yeah. I know you've been through a lot since I died yeah. six months before. Like, he died six months ago, and then he was in Civil War, the Homecoming, the Avengers movies. Yeah, but he's, like, he's super proud of him. And yeah, exactly. Like, but Uncle Ben is the tether that, like, gives him the strength he needs. Yep. That's the story, and that's how people who have been like, I hate Iron Man Jr. will go, oh. Yeah, it was just a kid who didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Because he don't want to deal with it. Yeah. That's very real it's and like, very okay. And maybe that's why people don't like it is because that is a little real. It, it it's is a little, little too, too real. real where it's like, it's just someone who's avoiding. Well, and if you read the Spider-Man comics, it's like, he's always upset about Uncle Ben. Yeah. Like, as opposed to people who actually lose what they like lose their loved ones where they're like, I don't want to think about some that. Of them some of want people. to just deal with it. And some people are just like, I don't want to think about it. I will avoid it. I'm going to ignore it because if I don't, then yeah. like, I feel like it's going to like consume me. Right. And, like, or even in the movie, like Peter is like, I want it to be Tony. Yeah. Because I don't want to think about Uncle Ben. Because yep. I haven't dealt with it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Sean D. Batman Jerkin would become a collector's item. Well, that's true. Uh, we know that because of Batman Damned. Uh, Lucha Dandy says, uh, Batman using real bats instead of batarangs. Go, my bats. Wait, no. The bad guys are over there, guys. <laughs> yeah, just go. The bad guys are like, what was that? You want to take that again? No. I don't have any more. That's it. Those are all the bats I had. Uh, Rusky says, Barbara's back to be an oracle because Bruce had to sell her suit for more batarangs. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so let's get into his recommendations for books that are coming out this week. Let's do it. We think you should pick up uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 52 comes out. Uh, Nick Spencer, Patrick Gleason. I am loving this. If you have not read Spider-Man or if you are like, I, I quit. Start at 51. There you go. Like, just start at 51 and go from here. It cuts out all the fat all the Sin Eater, all the nonsense. It's who's here's who Kindred is, and now he's going to fight him. That's it. And it's got Gleason's art, and it's like really visceral and messed up, and I'm just enjoying it. Uh, I can't wait. Cool. Um, uh, uh, Rye number nine comes out. Uh, I have it on good authority. We're not going to get a lot more Rye soon. So if you're interested in Rye, or you're interested in like a totally different universe that has a kind of neat character that's a, that has legitimate world building... Dan Abnett and Juan Jose Rip uh, have written a epic, sprawling rye story. 
Uh, and if you don't know who Rye is, you just read the book and you're good to go. Nice. I just recommend it because, like, you know what? Like, Dan Abnett's a great writer and, like, he gets to do whatever the hell he wants, but he also likes continuity and characters. So, like, you know, play with it. Uh, and also, if you were ever, like, wondering what the story was with Beta Ray Bill and you don't have, like, hundreds of dollars, you could pick up True Believers King in Black Beta Ray Bill number one, which is just a reprinting of The Mighty Thor number 337. That's smart. Uh, from Walt Simonson. You should check this out, if only just because, like, it's cool. It's just neat. That's fun. That, and that's really smart that they did that. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me make sure I get these in the correct order. I think that's it. Um, on Ten of Swords, we're, we're getting there, guys. Um, part 14 will be Marauders number 15. Sorry. We had Marauders this week and we're going to have it again this coming week. Yeah. Um, uh, followed up with, um, for part 15, you're going to go to Excalibur number 14. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I didn't do this. I didn't number these. I wouldn't have done that. Um, so it's Marauders number 15, Excalibur number 14, and then Wolverine number seven. Wow, which, I like that cover. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? Yes. This is just really cool, right? Shit. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and like this totally makes sense. Yeah. It's like, well, we're going to have to deal with something that it's happened. I, obviously, Marauders was the issue that had... Wolverine, you know, literally, um... Assassinate Saturnine. Yeah. And so, we're going to finish dinner here. Yeah. This is part two. This one's a part two of that other story. Of oh, so. this 22-part so epic. So, like, for people who are reading really Marauders, it's like, oh, crap, hang on, put everything on pause, which is fine for me. Um, and then, like, you actually have these two parts, so that's kind of interesting for, like, when this is collected. Yeah. For, like, Marauders fans. Um, I'm also going to throw out there, uh, if you're looking for that magical fix in the Marvel Universe now that Doctor Strange is is over, uh, Strange Academy number five is coming out, written by Scotty Young with art by Humberto Ramos. Um, you didn't bring it up, but I feel like I, I, I would be I forgot nice. about her entirely. That was another character that was introduced in this freaking thing. Yeah, well, you mentioned her. Um, no, no, I didn't. You didn't? No. Oh, it was the designer. Oh, yeah. Designer, clown hunter, well, and Well, I, I feel like Punchline is the most thought out character that he came up with. Yes. Um, and so the Punchline special number one is coming out. It'll be 48 pages. Looks like it's going to be $5. It looks like it's taking that mini origin story we got and we're building on that. It, it, it's going to have like Leslie Tompkins in it. And, and we're going to learn more about her history. Yep. And like... We're going to find out whether or not she actually is like a tragic character or she really is a sociopath, I yeah. think, in this issue. Yeah, because, it plays off of the last issue. Yeah, from in, which, in which we saw her. But I want to throw that out there because the fact is, like, this is a number one for kind of like a number one for like it's her own like thing. It's, yeah, it's her first series and it's only a one issue. Yeah, series. so like, it, you know, just if you want to read this, you might want to put it on your pull list or not. It's up to you. It's That's up to fair. you if you want to read this. Point. It's yeah. only up to you if you want to read this. Um, the other thing I'm going to bring up, uh, Al Ewing, uh, we only find them when they're dead number three is coming out. Another dope cover, very different uh, than what they've been doing, but like really in line with what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, just so good. So good. Well, we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next week on a new episode of the Off the Rack. But of course, if you want to get more out of this channel, uh, there's so much more to tap. Uh, we do have three series that come out every week, Off the Rack, Elseworlds Exchange, and Back Issues, but there is so much more. There's also a show called The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, which comes out every once in a while. I have a, two episodes that I need to cut and put out. Uh, those are coming out shortly, uh, because those are, those are the next things I need to edit. 
Um, if you are a patron, you can always uh, join us over at patreon.com slash comic where this week's back issues already went up on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever, which is, of course, on uh, Three Jokers. So check that out if you want to see yeah. it early. If you don't, you can always wait until Wednesday. It comes out then. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you want to see some video gaming, you can go to twitch.tv slash comic pop, follow for free. Uh, I think subs and stuff are, are a different story. But like if you follow on twitch.tv slash comic pop, you can watch Tiffany play video games Tuesdays, which starts tomorrow, and Wednesdays, which is the day following. We, we might actually change the schedule this week. Oh, yeah? You think? Well, because Thursday, Miles Morales drops. Oh. So maybe, maybe we'll. I will see. I'll be around mm. tomorrow, I think. Mm. Yeah, because we're shooting early on Thursday. I won't be so even be there. I won't even be around. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Miles Morales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that's food for thought. If you uh, want to get on the ground floor, you got to go to twitch.tv slash comic and follow us there. That's right. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're very lucky to have you. We all really appreciate your super chats for and your comments and uh, being in the chat here, watching us live. And we'll see you guys next time. Oh, by the way, uh, we also have a book club in the Twitch or the div- the Discord. So follow us on Discord and then join the book club I was every like, Friday. Yeah, no, I you, don't have a book club. You have a book club, book club now. What? Um, <laughs> Did you read it? And you have a podcast. Like every horrible dream ever. Exactly. <laughs> it's but, tomorrow. Uh, but check it out. It's uh, it's over there uh, on the Discord uh, every Friday. Uh, there's actually, they're voting for stuff. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So that's it. Well thank, well, thank you all. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.